And good evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, January 20th, 2016, and I ask you this question, do you believe in angels? Do you? When you think about it, do you think about angels? Do you believe in angels? Well, I do, and I know they've been part of my life, and we're so thrilled that our special guest this evening is award-winning French author Marie Angie Fajrolas with her book, Angels, the definitive guide to angels from around the world. And I hope I pronounced Marie Angie Fajrolas' name correctly, but she will correct me if I'm incorrect. But she's going to be on in a few minutes and we have so many questions about angels because with all the crazy stuff going on in our world now, we all need our guardian angels and archangels and just angels to help us out with all the kooky stuff in our world. So what's happening in the the guys, guys world? Well, first, you know that the whole guys, guys movement started with my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love. It's available on Amazon and it's in some bookstores, but probably the easiest place to buy it is online. You can get the physical copy or a, or the ebook, and I ask you to please buy it and enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. And from there, the whole guys, guys movement began, which is all about when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. This is not a tutorial just for men. What this is about is about better men, better world. So throughout our 175 podcasts on uh, Blog Talk Radio, and also you can listen to all of them, subscribe on iTunes, get them all for free. We talk about all things relating to life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And so we do relationships. We talk to entertainers, writers, spiritualists, healers. And today we have a great guest. So I'll bring out Marie-Ange in a, in a few minutes. Um, so what's happening here? Well, here in New York City, it's uh, we're bracing for the first snowstorm of the winter. We've had we've gotten off easy here, and uh, now they're saying, you know, maybe 12 inches, maybe more on uh, Friday through Saturday. But you know, they've been wrong so many times, and I'm not pointing fingers at the weather forecaster. It's just tricky because the snow track can change. But that seems pretty steady now in terms of the forecast. They're lining up saying that the whole northeastern seaboard, the whole I-95 corridor is going to get whacked this weekend. So we'll see what happens. I know it's been El Nino. We really have had an easy winter here in the northeast where the out west has been a lot of rain. So uh, after two incredibly difficult winters, we've had an easy one so far, but we're going to get some, we're going to get some uh, snow today. Hang on one second. We had a phone in our studio go off here, and uh, occasionally occasionally that happens, so we'll just ignore it, and it'll go away. So anyhow, my apologies. Um, so back to what's going on. The weather, well, the other thing that's happening is the stock market. The stock market's down like over 10% this year, and people are starting to freak out a little bit because a lot of people have their, uh, you know, their... Uh, retirement funds and their, you know, their, their nest, if you will, uh, up, up for grabs now. And people don't know what the answer is. First it was China, then it was oil, then it was a correction. Now it's the, you know, then it's the monetary, uh, the, the quantitative easing ended and they upped the interest rate by a quarter point. 
with more scheduled. So I hope the Fed gets out of the way because uh, since they made this change, everything has fallen off the table starting at the beginning of the year. So fasten your seatbelts. And a lot of people out there saying that, you know, the whole financial system is going to collapse and reset. We'll see. Uh, They say it's a good thing, but a lot of people have a lot of money tied up in the market and we don't want to see people get hurt. Now, we do know that 65 people own more than the next 3.5 billion people in the world. So maybe we do need things even out a little bit, but you know what? We don't want all those people, those hardworking people who are in between to get hammered by this, which is what usually happens. So fasten your seatbelt and hold on and let's hope the market corrects itself and then gets picks up steam again. I think by the end of the year, talking to people that I know on Wall Street, that by the second half of the year and by the end of the year, we'll be up at 18 again. So, uh, but some choppy waters ahead. And a lot depends on if the Fed gets involved again with this thing. If they keep tweaking the interest rates, you better hold on. Uh, and also in news, we've got uh, Donald Trump now getting now getting uh, an endorsement from Sarah Palin. So it just gets wilder and wilder. This election is going to be, I think, kind of the dirtiest and the roughest and the wildest that we've ever seen in this country. Uh, We've got Hillary uh, Clinton and uh, Bernie Sanders slugging it out. And then you've got the Republicans, which is just the whole, oh my goodness, so many different characters there. And Trump's in the lead and it's all new territory. So, uh, and his own party's not even excited about it. They're like, do you think they'd want to get behind the the candidate who's in the lead? But it looks like they want to take him down. So we'll see what happens there. Elsewhere in our world, in our guys, guys world, we have all these musical icons uh, all at once. So many have passed. Just this month, we saw David Bowie, Glenn Fry of the Eagles, uh, Lemmy of Motorhead, um, one of the uh, lead horn players in the Tower of Power, uh, the drummer from Mata Hoople. Um, and it's only January 20th. And you know what I've been reading is that this is a time where uh, of ascension and a lot of souls who've been kind of hanging on who are going to be letting go and going to the next dimension. So we'll see what happens with all of that. Before I bring my guests out, let's just do one little quick commercial for the whole Guys Guys movement again. You can catch me on my uh, website, robertmanny.com, where I do a new blog, an in-depth blog every week. Got one coming out tomorrow on dating in 2016. We've got Facebook, Robert Manny Author, Twitter, at Robert Manny, YouTube, got plenty of videos there at Robert Manny author. And again, every podcast for guys, guys radio is on iTunes. So let's talk about our guest and talk about angels. I wonder if any of you have had, you know, experiences with angels in your life. This is a tough time. And I think people are, are doing what they can to tap into their divine self and their spirituality and raise their vibration. If they even know what that is all about. I think people are just looking for more because the world seems like it's in a crazy dysfunctional space now and it doesn't seem like a lot of people are happy. And if you look at like a lot of the movies and a lot of the TV shows, and all, a lot of it started maybe with Breaking Bad, but everything is dark now. And I've even seen some ads saying this season of Robot, iRobot, or I don't know what the name of the show is, something about robots. It'll be even darker than last season. So we seem to have this fixation now in entertainment, which is global, 
um, on darkness and dysfunctionality. I was watching a show the other night, Billions, a new show on Showtime, and it's about a prosecutor kind of uh, uh, who's got an S&M fetish, and he's trying to track down this and nail this uh, billionaire who who may have some dirty laundry of his own. So, you know, the good guys have a bad side. The bad guys have a bad side. And there's really, so far, there hasn't been any likable characters. And I'm, I'm noticing, particularly on Showtime, a lot of the shows are like that, where just it's all about dysfunctional people, dysfunctional relationships, dysfunctional families, or just tons of violence. So one of the reasons I think you like my book, The Guy's Guy's Guy to Love, because... Uh, it actually has a positive message, even though there's love, sex, power, and money. But um, it's a fun. It's a, it's a romp. It's like a male sex in the city. But anyhow, you know that. So let's talk about angels again, and let's get into our guest, because um, Marie Angie Fagarolas is best known for her best-selling historical novel, Conspiracy on the Nile, which was released throughout Europe in 1996. She's written more than 13 books, uh, epic period piece, historical romances, supernatural dramas, suspense, as well as self-help, esoteric and spiritual nonfictions. In 2003, she won the Jury Award of the Literary Prize organized by the Ministry of Interior of France in association with the National Gendarmerie for Le Quadrille des Epitances. And uh, she is just a very prolific writer. And this book, I read it and gone through it and working on some of the exercises. And I shared it with my wife, who was very interested in it. And it's called Angels, a Definitive Guide to Angels and Around the World. And it has a good background on kind of where angels came from and the, a lot about the Kabbalah and purification. And then there's a lot of exercises you can do to contact your angels and work on specific areas of your life. So without further ado, let's bring in our guest, Marie. Hello? Marie, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Robert. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm very, very happy to be with you today. Oh, good. Well, I have to tell you uh, in our audience, the book, Angels, a definitive guide to angels from around the world. It's a very beautiful book. It's big, it's thick, and it's chock full of content. It's like every question you could possibly have about angels is answered here. So why don't I just start right at the beginning? Uh, and that is, um, why, what, what is the role? Why is purification? It seems like in most of the exercises in the book, there's a real focus on purification. Could you talk to us about that? Oh, yes. It's a, it's a very interesting question to start. <laughs> I didn't expect that. But it's a, it's a very good one. Um, just for a reason, I was listening to what you, you were just saying, which was very interesting and uplifting to consider what the world looks like right now. It's very worrisome, and people are very uh, worried about everything that's going on. You know about uh, what happened in California. I'm in Los Angeles, right. so mm -hmm. I can witness that everybody was traumatized, not to mention what happened in Paris, uh, where I was born. So everything in, in, in the world is, is uh, difficult. And in this context, we all need to purify ourselves not only when we connect to angels, but just in our life. We need to get rid of this negativity that we face all the time. And we, we need people who are very negative, depressed, down. And these 
people who don't work on themselves or who are really sometimes very heavy to deal with. We need to purify ourselves as much as we can. Like, you know, the morning shower is the first purification. Then when we wash our hands, it's another purification. It's, everything is symbolic in life. And I absolutely believe that we need to get rid of, of the negative energies that wander around all over the place. And uh, this is why I think it's important when we connect to the angels to purify ourselves. If we don't do it with the water or something tangible, we can purify ourselves with incense. We can purify our mind by ourselves, just thinking, I want to get rid of the negative to connect to the angels and get into the light. It's just because it's easier to be the light yourself when you connect to the light. And it makes Mm -hmm. more light than if you're negative, if you're in a dark place, and this darkness is going to overshadow the, the light. So that is why I suggest that purification is great. Okay, fantastic. Um, that's just something that just jumped out at me as I was going through the book. There were so many, so many uh, rituals that, and always starting with the purification, I'm like, you know what? It seems like when we're ascending and we're raising our vibration and our frequency, we have to kind of at each level clean ourselves up, go to the next level, clean ourselves up, go to the next level. So I just want to ask you about that. But let's let's take a half step back. And, you know, what you, it says that you kind of have been contacting uh, in contact with angels for uh, pretty much your entire life. So how did how did that all begin and how how did angels in what form? How did they come to you? Oh, well, they come to us in many, many forms. They can appear to us as human beings. They can appear to us as a, as a pet, as a flower, as a, as a, as a feather that uh, falls down from, from a cushion, uh, whatever. They can appear to us in many, many forms, whether it's a sign, they manifest, or they come in, they really uh, incarnate. The, real, the reality of angels is that they are beings of, of light. And they are beings of energy. So they can do whatever they want with time, with matter. So they can inhabit matter whenever they like or whenever they need to do it to help us. And they can appear to us, for instance, if you're very depressed and you have a pet, they can be with your pet and your pet is going to be very affectionate. Come to sit on your lap and really show you a lot of affection. And this will be a sign that an angel is helping you out. An angel is wanting to you to, to regain confidence and regain strength and regain power and be back to yourself if you have a, a, a little down, period of down. So I think angels are really powerful and they can appear to us also as light, as um, uh, you can sense. There's a scent that you can feel like it's, um, for instance, it's a lily or a rose scent. And you feel like, oh, wow, this is amazing because I'm in my kitchen and I smell a, a scent of rose, <laughs> which is quite mm-hmm. unusual. And yes. this is what happens. And this is a sign that an angel is around. And they like, really, they like nice fragrances. And what I noticed is most of the time it's rose or lily, which are pure fragrances. And rose has virtues, purifying, purifying, oh, sorry, purification <laughs> virtues. So, um this is why the angels really appear to us anytime, everywhere, whenever we need them. And sometimes they appear to us when we least expect them. And it's exactly what happened to me when I was four years old. I was riding my tricycle in my grandparents' house in France. And as usual, I was speeding up. 
And um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I saw a bright, bright light in front of me. I was very surprised because there was a loud, you know, white corridor, and it came out of nowhere. And this light approached slowly, and what happened is that it came through me. It entered my body, which was absolutely unbelievable. And I was, like, really flabbergasted. Of course, I stopped. I was, like, there wondering what happened. And as it came through me, I felt something absolutely amazing. I felt love. It was an immense love that was wrapping me all really like intensely. It was unbelievable. And now it's difficult to express it with words because it was so strong and so powerful. And mm-hmm. this was my first contact. And obviously I was four years old, so I, I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea whatsoever. I just felt this immense love and I was happy inside and I felt like, wow. And then after a few years, nothing happened, nothing special. And um, I had another encounter, but not with angels at the time. It was with ghosts. And in this uh, house, was, that was a big house and an old house. And I was in my room at night, and once I woke up and saw people bent over my bed uh, where I was trying to sleep. I opened my eyes and saw like five, six, seven people who wow. were dressed in a, in a revolution costume. And mm-hmm. they were staring at me, and they were, not, they were not very kind, and I was very, very scared. From there, first encounter, I realized that what had happened to me years ago was something different. Because this time with the ghost, I didn't feel comfortable. It was an uneasy feeling. But with the angel, with the light I saw, I was so happy and felt so much love. And from there, I started being fascinated by the supernatural. So I started reading a lot of books, literature. Of course, I read Edgar Allan Poe, and I read a lot of French authors, Russian authors, everybody who was talking about supernatural. And I realized, after years, that all the authors who wrote about supernatural, they were connected to the supernatural. Because otherwise, it's very hard to um, show and let us feel as we read the, the real feelings we have when we encounter the supernatural. So from there, it, it continued, and then many, many things happened. I, um, I asked for help because I realized that they were angels and they were helping me. And I asked for help many times. My life was not an easy path, not at all. I had to struggle a lot. Because when you're spiritual, sometimes you struggle. And this is what I would like to tell our listeners, is that sometimes you're very spiritual, you believe in angels, you ask for help, and your life is not that easy. And there is a reason. It's because when we are very connected, very in, in tune with the uh, upper world and the very highly divine world, we are very um, we are targeted by negative energies, and this is exact reason why very spiritual and very connected people sometimes suffer a lot because negative energies try to stop them in their past. So I wanted to explain, and the people can understand, our listeners can understand what happens most of the time. But angels are always there with us to help us, and they take us anywhere uh, in, in another dimension. They take us, when we meditate with them, in another world of light, of love. And this brings up so much strength and power that whatever happens in life, we can deal with it, and we handle it, and we get over it. 
So this is what angels do. They are absolutely unbelievable. And if I have time, I can tell you a little story. When Please. I was in France driving from my friend's house to my house, uh, I had to cross a forest. I'm not scared at all. <laughs> I'm quite uh, brave. I would, you know, I was driving my car. It was twilight, crossing the forest. But this day, I don't know why, I was quite uneasy. But I didn't pay attention to my feeling, and I still drove. And um, all of a sudden, I felt, as usual, when an angel manifests, I feel a tap on my shoulder, on my right shoulder. It's always on the right one. And I felt this little tap on my shoulder, and I was wondering, what is, what is this? What do they want to tell me? And I heard this voice saying, slow down slow down and it kept repeating slow down until I did slow down and I really pulled over to the side and I and I turned off the engine and I was really scared wondering what happened I don't know and I called my son who rescued me who drove I had to wait like half an hour and what happened because I didn't want to to get out of the car by myself in the in the, in the forest which was now it was dark and when my son arrived, we checked uh, the car, and what mm-hmm. happened is that my tire had completely exploded. It was like we have never seen such a thing. And I didn't hear it explode. I didn't hear anything. It blew up like it was unbelievable. So I thanked the angels because they saved me. Can you believe Believe uh, that in, in, uh, in a forest when you drive, it's a narrow road, and there are trees on mm-hmm. each side of the road. And if your your tile, tire blows up, you know what can happen. So this is what they do. They they, they warn us when they, there is an an emergency, a, a very close danger. So this is how angels help me my whole life uh, for things like this. You know, a little sign or scattered sign on my way saying don't go this way or um, putting in my mind a great idea uh, like writing something or writing channeling their their thoughts. Oh, for instance, when I wrote this book, Angels, I was connected when I wrote the meditations. I was directly channeling what they inspired me to write. So this is what they do. Fantastic. So tell us um, how, you know, I think a lot of people um, would like to be in touch with their angels. So first of all, from the book, I got that everybody has two angels kind of assigned to them. And I guess you know, an angel can kind of be pulled off the the assignment and replaced by another angel if, if somebody's going in a specific direction or whatever, life stages or whatever, but you always have two angels with you. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. We have the guardian angel who is with us from the first day we were born until we pass on. And there is another angel, the angel of birth. Uh, in between four days, uh, if you were born in between these, these days, you will have an angel who is with you all the time. So he's, these two angels are with you your whole life. They have been assigned to take care of you personally, if it's the guardian angel, or of the people who were born in between these four days. So everybody has two angels. And then you can uh, call on many, many different angels according to your needs, according to what you want to ask for or your request, whatever. So let's let's start. Let's let work from the individual out, because uh, instead of from God uh, down to, to us, um, how does for most? I think most people would like to 
would feel very uh, comforted knowing that they have two angels with them at all times. What yes. is the best mm-hmm. way, the easiest, best way without, uh, you know, maybe you don't have a red candle and you don't have mirth and you, you want to you wanna make contact and start to develop a relationship, if you will, uh, with your guardian angels. What should somebody do? Oh, there's something that I would suggest that's very simple and it's very okay very convenient for the first contact it's when you when you go to bed at night you you're in bed you're not sleeping mm-hmm. yet you're just you know in the state of mind that you're slumbering away like you're feeling relaxed your body is relaxed and your your head on the pillow and you're about to sleep but you're not asleep yet at this specific moment is the best moment to contact an angel your guardian angel or another angel you want to contact. And you talk to this angel in your head if you don't want to, to to talk out loud. And if you want to talk out loud, it's perfect. If you don't, it's fine as well. And you ask your guardian angel or the angel you want to contact to come and protect you and to manifest to you and to, to be with, by, with you by your side. And from that moment, you want to create the contact and feel that this angel is going to show himself anytime. And I can promise you, if you do this, you will fall asleep and the angel is going to protect you during the night. He's going to show up during the night. And in the morning, you will feel very good. You wake up, you feel remarkably good because this is really what angels do as well they make us feel good uh, powerful and we wake up in the morning re-energized refreshed and it's a great day that can start and during the next day once you've done this you will see a sign it could be uh, you get into the uh, the grocery store and you hear uh, a song uh, playing that was uh, that is angel it happened to me many times that i was uh, asking for a sign and i entered the store and then i heard a song about angels um you hear angel the word angels on the radio you see it on the truck you whatever or you hear somebody say oh you're my angel you will hear something or you mm-hmm. will see a white feather or you will hear uh, a very celestial music or you will smell the scent of rose or lily something will happen the next day for sure and from there, you are absolutely connected. The angels know that not only do you have this angel, they are with you, but they know you now want to get in contact with them. And they like it. And they will manifest and, and show themselves. You know, it's interesting. Uh, while reading through the book, the other night I went to bed and did kind of what you were describing. And I, I had this dream. And I was sitting in, I, I don't know if it was a church or some type of area where I sitting, talking to somebody who was like on my side. And all of a sudden, and I, I don't recall the context of all that, but all of a sudden there was somebody else sitting between us. And it was a guy, a human, he had glasses on, I remember. And I'm like, who are you? I said, who are you? And he said, I'm your guide. And, and I kind of looked at him and then, then I woke up, but it it happened. And I was like, wow, I never expected whoever, you know, an angel might be. It wasn't somebody, it wasn't, you know, white light. It wasn't wings. It was a guy with glasses who was there, who was, you know, somebody like around 30 years old or whatever. So it was like, wow, I was just, uh, so I'm continuing to, uh, and I have been for the last couple of years, just to, just to go back to a couple of things you said, you know, when people 
attempt to get spiritual, I have found since I've kind of moved on from my strict corporate career and I've kind of been working on my guys, guys brand and really trying to put a positive message out there and trying to get authors and people with good messages out to, to my audience and build the audience. My life has gotten tougher. Uh, There's a lot of blessings in it, but it's gotten tougher. And you always have to kind of remind yourself like that this is part of the process. So I'm glad you, you, you mentioned that. And I've, I've, I've been working really hard to make that contact, but you know, it's, it's, it should be easy, but you know, it's not that easy. And I go back to, I go back and think like, when have angels been in my life? And I think of two, two scenarios and let me know if they make sense to you. One was, I was about 17. I came into New York city. This is way back when, and um, I was partying with some people and we were like, I remember we were at some guy's apartment. We were actually throwing beer cans out the window and we were up at like 30 floors or something. It was crazy. You'd things you would never do today and you'd never do if you weren't 17. And even now I cringe thinking of it. So we went down to the subway. We were going to go, I don't know if we were going to go uptown or downtown. And the guy who was from the city, my buddy and I came in from the suburbs. He said, oh no, we want to be on the other side of the track. And he climbed down. He said, come on. So we climbed down and we crossed all the subway tracks. People were saying, you're crazy. Get out of there. What are you doing? And we got to the other side. And then he said, no, 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 no. Actually, we were in, we were on the right side. Let's go back. We all went back and everybody was like, those guys are nuts. And I had this feeling that I was being protected because I didn't even know till afterwards about the third rail and that how my life could have been over in an instant. And that was the first time I thought something somehow protected me and I really felt their presence. And from there, I've, I've kind of been on my own personal quest to really be in contact and with my both my divine self and also also with angels. But, you know, it's I, I don't find it. I don't know. It's not that easy. Uh, it, do you find with a lot of people that it's, uh, you know, you you know, you it seems like it's very easy for you. But for a lot of people, do you find it easy to make these contacts with the angels? Oh, what you say is is very interesting. Oh, it's not been easy for for me. Uh, uh, you know, the contact was easy, but the life was very difficult. I went through a lot of challenges, and I was a, a widow. I, I was 33. I was a widow with four kids, so <laughs> I went through a lot, a lot of things, yes. a lot of uh, drama, tragedies, and very hard life. Um, Is that but, to test you? You think? Is that to test your yeah. resolve? I think there's two reasons. Um, first of all, it's because they they want to test us, as you say. Yes, absolutely. And the second reason, like I said before, is just because of the negative energy that try to interfere and prevent us from being spiritual. And what you said was very interesting about your your path. First of all, I absolutely believe you were protected when this happened, when you crossed the, the track. Oh, yeah. Of course, you were protected. Definitely. There's no doubt about it. But uh, what you say is, is very interesting to, for our audience to hear about your, your, your story. You were a corporate, uh, in corporate and business, and, and you changed paths, and this path became difficult. And it, it is difficult. And I was doing other stuff. I was teaching. I, was, uh, I, was, I lived my whole life in France. I arrived in America only four years ago. And um, what happened is that my life was, was ups and downs, and, and the more spiritual I became, the more difficult it was. <laughs> so sometimes we feel, oh, my God, why did I choose this? Why am I so connected? Why do I feel there is no other way that I can live my life being spiritual? 
And I think many, many persons in our audience feel the same. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I try to be good, and I'm not always rewarded. I try to do my best, and it's not the best that happens to me. Mm-hmm. And this is very frequent. And really, I would like to insist on this point that we are all protected, especially when we connect. We are very connected. We are protected. Angels are with us, and, and they want us to be where we're supposed to be because there is there is a mission for us. There is a, a mission to fulfill. And definitely, we all have this beautiful mission in our heart, and it's up to us to make it happen or not. Some people don't want to make it happen. It's okay. We have free will, and it's perfect. And if we want to make it happen, it becomes difficult. And I I really met a lot of people who told me that's pretty unfair. And I would like to say it's not unfair. There is nobody that mm-hmm. on the right side with the angels or God, there's nobody that's going to trick you. There is, um, unfortunately, on the other side, there are dark energies that want to trick you. So the responsibility is never, never, ever on the angel side. It's on the other side. And this is what I would like to explain to our listeners. Don't think one day, one second, one minute that an angel wants to trick you. It never happens. An angel is pure love, is pure light, and what he wants is you to be happy and and thriving and being in abundance. And this is this is our purpose in life. This is how it should be for everybody. And what you said, um, Robert, about what um, you consider about the world today, it's uh, it's very difficult. And with what happens, financial issues and stuff. And this has nothing to do with the right side. I call it, you know, the angels, God, the right side, and the light. It has to do with the other side, the dark side, with power, with the influence of money that takes place of mm-hmm. um, everywhere, and the influence of uh, of a real power that doesn't mean anything. It's very egoistic and has nothing to do with spirituality and and and, and sharing. So. I just want to really point this out, that it's a negative side that is working mm-hmm. against us. Well, it seems like, you know, what's the world that's in front of us in our society today, uh, from my readings, and correct me if I'm wrong, is is kind of a false world. And the only thing that is real is the expression of our divinity through our our being, and being in the now, but the expression are uh, being an instrument for the divine self to shine through us. Not that it's us, but it's like God shining through us as instruments, if you will. Does that make sense? Oh, it's beautifully said, <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes, it it not only makes sense, but it's 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 the truth. It's this reality. It's exactly what it is. And this world is too dark, and we need to, all of us, bring light in this world. And what you do is absolutely amazing because you uh, invite people, authors, whoever you invite, the people who really want to bring light into this world. And we need this light. We crave for this light and this love. And this world is, is, is really, it's terrible because I meet a lot of people who tell me, oh, there's no love in this world, but they have love in their heart. So yes. I feel it's time to, to take it out and, and, and mm-hmm. live it and, and spread it out. And we need to spread love. We need to spread light. And it's the right moment because the world is dark. And this is why I was talking about these, these negative energies. And I, I can call them what, what I really believe they are. It's demons. 
This is what they, they do. They want the world to be dark. They want the world to be cruel, violent, with uh, aggressive, aggressive people and, and people who are not even themselves, who are so cruel and, and violent. They, are, they go beyond their own, own, own mind. It's, it's, you know, the expression you say, mm-hmm. you're out of your mind. It's very interesting. Because being out of your mind means not not being yourself, not being you doing what you are supposed to do. If there is an influence that is telling you to do something very very dark and nasty. So yes, um, absolutely, what you say is absolutely uh, right and uh, very profound. Well, I'll give you one last example because I want to get into the book. We also we have also have a caller, so maybe we can get to the caller. But I had mentioned that there was two 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 uh, instances in my life the other one was just a year ago where i was out for a run and i had tremendous pain in my left side and i've been on kind of this trying to raise my frequency if you will and uh and it's been a struggle uh you know financially and in some other ways and all of a sudden i had this tremendous pain in my side and i went home and i was just writhing in pain unbearable off the charts for like six hours and it happened again the next day i went to the doctor finally it was over the fourth of july weekend i went to the doctor i had a kidney stone but beyond that i had a growth on each one of my kidneys so i had to go in and have back-to-back uh robotic surgeries on my kidneys now who even thinks about their kidneys all of a sudden with everything else then i had that so I went for the first one and it went fine. It was very painful though, uh, uh, afterwards. And I had like five weeks to get ready for the next one. And it was bigger and it was trickier. And I could tell my doctor when I went for the interview right before we were going to go into the operating room that he was nervous. I could tell. And he's very competent. He's, he's, with top, he's a top robotic surgeon. And, and that, then it was a delay. And I had to sit in the room with my little gown on and the, you know, the little thing on your head, the net and the, you know, the silly socks. And something came over me and said, you know, this is where all of your work comes to a head, where you, you know, you have power and you have to help. You have to help the doctor. You have to help these people and help yourself get well. You have to release this growth that's in you. This is not a battle. You have to love what's inside you and thank it for being there and then release it. So I go into the opera and then they call me in. I go, they put me on the table. I go into the operating room and they're just about to put, they gave me a shot. They're just about to put a mask on my face. I pushed it off. I grabbed one of the doctor's arms and said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to release this to you. And then I passed out and, uh, and I woke up and the first thing I see is my doctor. He's got this huge smile on his face and a look of relief. And he said, everything went perfectly. It just, this growth just plopped out. It just fell right out of you almost. And I knew that I was told what to do. And I don't know if it was God, my divine self, angels, whatever. But, you know, with all of the pain and with all of the challenges, you also these type of moments are life changing. So have you found that in your over the years where, you know, these interactions you've had with the angels have been life altering? Oh, yes. 
Yes, absolutely. Your your story is absolutely uh, amazing and it gave, gave me chills. Like really, uh, I felt like there was really a strong, strong help from the angels and, and you were amazing to, to make it happen. So you were very strong and stronger than what you thought, which is beautiful. Yes. And uh, I think our listeners are the same. We are all the same. We are all stronger than what we think. And uh, I had a, I never talk about it. I had a, a sickness uh, a long time ago and I felt like, no, it's not me. I'm not supposed to be sick. I don't want to be sick. I won't be sick. And um, I had an operation. And um, once it was over, I said, I'm not going to be sick anymore. And I told myself, no, you have to be in good health because you have a lot to do to spread your message, to connect to the angels, to bring the angels to everybody, and to, to bring light and to, and to spread love. So this is your 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 mission, and you you should never ever be sick when you have this mission on your shoulders. And mm-hmm. from there, exactly like you did, the same thing, and and it 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 changed my life. It changed my life because from there, I stopped thinking about the oh I have a pain here, I have a pain there, and when it happens, I just ignore it, do whatever I need to do to get rid of it. But I really want to. Stop focusing on, on illnesses. And I would like to say I have a very, very nice uh, Pilates instructor. She's a very nice person. I really love her. and But she just says something sometimes that makes me a little bit worried about her because she says about she talks a lot about doctors and illnesses. A doctor, I mm-hmm. have so much admiration for physicians. What they do is amazing. But just focusing on it is not right. And mm-hmm. I feel like there is a little bit of depression inside because she says, oh, uh, this, uh, this, this person, she has this illness. Oh, it's going to be difficult to, to, um, to heal. And she's quite negative about it because I think she has a lot of fears and I love her dearly. And one day it's difficult, but I feel like I have to tell her because focusing on what could happen or what is supposed to happen Regarding your health, it's it's not very sound. I think it's good to to get up in the morning and say, I feel good, I'm thankful for who I am, and I'm thankful for this day that's coming, and I can start it with a smile on my face. And although you have a pain, you go over it, you try not to think about it. We all have pain somewhere. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, yep. so that's how it is. And what you did is, is very interesting, and it's a very good um, – uh, you, you set an example for, for our listeners. It's a very interesting story. Well, I was uh, I was blessed. I look back on the uh, – now I you know, was tested last year again, or this past year, and they said, you know, you're, you're actually your kidneys are better now than before the procedures. And, you know, I'll get checked up once a year, but they said, you know, you're in great shape, keep doing whatever you're doing. But the thing is, um, uh, we really have to, uh, you know, what I got out of the whole experience was I had never thought about death and I even though I wasn't going to die in the operation, but I didn't know if I was going to wake up with one less kidney. And I'm a very active person. I'm a runner. I'm very much into physical fitness, and it would have been devastating to me. And But you have to let go at a certain point. But I, I know now, and I didn't know, you know, when you have something like that growing inside you, you don't know what's going to happen ultimately. So what it, my gift was, it made me not fear death because I know death isn't the end, number one, and two, that now I know how I will be in facing it because I had to face, look into the abyss, if you will. So I guess the the lesson is, uh, 
sometimes the really tough things in life are really blessings in disguise. And you have to look at things that way. I hear people say battling cancer, this or that. It's not something, you know, you battle. It's you have to love if something's growing inside you, whatever, you have to love it and let it go. You have to thank you, thank it for whatever purpose it had and then release it, get it, let it, let it go, send it to the light. Because, you know, when we battle things, we're empowering them. When we, when we recognize the dark, when we lower ourselves, we're empowering them instead of, you know, the light will always win out over the dark. But anyhow, um, we, we have a caller and I was wondering if we could just take one call. I don't know who they are. They're from the 774 area code. Could we just take one call? This person might have a question for you. Great. Okay. Caller. Hello there. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 Who's this? Hi. My name is David. I'm uh, from Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. Okay. And do you have a question? Yeah, I have a question. Uh, my question is, I, I'm into angels and I know a lot about them. Uh, my okay. question is, and thanks for taking my call. My You're question welcome. is this. Uh, I, I, my my personal belief, because I I feel like she's a perfect person to ask this question. Uh, my personal belief is that there uh, has always been this, you know, call it uh, a struggle or a fight between angels and demons. And my, this is my question, because something happened to me when I was very young, that uh, actually I should probably still be in jail for, and, and I'm 51 years old now, so I was a juvenile. What I think happened was I because uh, now knowing now that I'm very empathic and stuff, I actually think that I was kind of tempted by you know an evil spirit because I was very easily influenced. And this is my point though. So after everything happened, uh, I feel like I've always really been protected by angels. Just as I look back over my life. So, but this so this is my final question. My question is, why would an angel if they even do, appear to people. I hear this all the time, and I don't believe any one of them, that they said they've seen uh, angels in human bodies or people who they believe are angels. Why Why would that ever even happen if she believes that it even does happen? Uh, I'm not talking about you know pulling someone out of a burning fire or out of a car wreck, but just in an everyday occurrence. Does she even think that's possible? I mean, is that even possible? Uh, Marie Angie, yes. what do you think? Yes, yes, I think it's absolutely possible. And David, instead of answering you uh, theoretical things, I would just tell you my story. What happened? Um, it took um, something that there was no emergency in this situation, but an angel appeared to me in a in a in a human form as a man. I try to make this uh, story very short. Um, I was in my house in France, <laughs> and um, I was with my son, who was at that time, he's 23 now, he was uh, two and a half years old. He was taking a nap in his room, he was in his crib, and the window was open because it was summertime. And the house mm-hmm. had the French windows overlooking the, the front yard, and I heard steps on the gravel. Um, I was working in the living room, and just uh, waiting for my son to, to wake up, and um, I heard steps on the gravel and I was wondering I didn't expect anybody today who was coming I tried Mm -hmm. to look I didn't see anybody there was nobody there so I went back to my work and then somebody rang at the the door 
So I opened the door, and there was this tall, tall man, very tall, with broad shoulders right in front Mm -hmm. of me. And he was carrying my son, who was barefoot. And um, I was just... I. I tried to say thank you, thank you, because I just understood exactly what happened. My son, I think he climbed over the window sill and uh, and and uh, looked for freedom. <laughs> so he really uh, uh, he went away from the house, and there was the road very close by. Plus, there was mm-hmm. a pond a little bit further, and the railroad track uh, further on. So he could have died many, many times. And this mm. man who brought me my child handed me uh, my son. And as I wanted to talk, I couldn't say a word. I was speechless. Something prevented me from talking. So I, I just uh, grabbed my son and held him tight. And then I closed the door. And I didn't, didn't hear steps on the gravel. I didn't hear anything. So I looked outside. There was nobody. So I, uh, although I'm very spiritual, I'm also very rational, and I wanted confirmation that I saw an <laughs> angel bringing me my son back. <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, we all need to, to debunk what could be something else. Instead of saying, oh, I've seen an angel, we need to debunk it. I investigated in the village and asked everybody, did you see this guy? And I described how he was dressed and his, uh, his shirt and stuff. Very tall guy, broad shoulders. And everybody told me it was a small village, told me, well, we haven't seen this guy. We've never heard of him, never seen it, never seen him. <laughs> so after this, uh, this, uh, this uh, inquiry, I came up with the absolutely uh, feeling, and, and, and I was sure it was an angel. And you know what? The most hmm. amazing thing is that my son, when he was four or five, I didn't tell him anything. He maybe heard about angels, but I didn't say anything about his personal story. And one day he looked at me and he said, Mom, it's an angel who brought me back. Well, wow. there you have no doubt. You have no doubt. When your child, who's four or five, tells you it's an angel who brought me back, you don't doubt it because a child speaks with their heart. So mm-hmm. that's what it is. So, David, you know, I, instead of telling you, oh, I believe so, I just. It was better to tell you this story because it's really sure. what happened. Awesome. <laughs> so definitely, okay. they appear to us in many forms. And I'm very happy that you believe in angels and, and you're connected to them because uh, whenever you need them, call on them and they will always help you, always. I see spirit lights a lot when I, when I ask to see them. I've, never, I've seen them in some of my psychic work. I've only seen them once in my psychic work. But, you know, I mean, yeah, okay, good. Well, thank you. All right, oh, David. I feel better. Thanks so much. Thanks for calling, David. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Mike. All right. Good night. Take care. Thanks. Well, thank you, Marie Angie, for taking that call. Um, and it's always great to get a call. Um, there's so much in the book. Um, uh, we don't have that much time, but you know what I'd like like to do just to, before we before we take the last ten minutes is like I want to have you back again and really go through the book. If that could we do that at some point. Oh, anytime. It's my great pleasure to be with you yeah. and be your guest, yeah. of course, whenever. Yeah. But I <laughs> really want to, I, I apologize because I did a lot of talking and I didn't get enough into the into your book yet. So let's talk a little bit about the book and then we'll, you know, off off the air, we'll set something up to get you back and really go through it. But one of the things that struck me about the book also is that it's, uh, there was a lot about the Kabbalah in there. And I didn't realize the connection of the Kabbalah and all those rituals and how it has to do with angels and angel, uh, 
building rela- angel relationships and connections. Could you talk to our audience a little bit about that? Uh, yes, Kabbalah is a, is a, a secret part of uh, the Jewish uh, religion. And um, it's, it's a very intellectual part and also very, very spiritual. Uh, it's quite difficult to apprehend Kabbalah uh, when you get into it. It's quite complicated because it's very symbolic. There's a lot of, uh, of connections between an angel and, uh, and an energy and what it means. And it's, it's a lot of symbols. So it's quite uh, difficult, but I try to make it simple in the book so that everybody can understand. The real interest of Kabbalah for us who believe in angels, who want to connect with angels and work with angels, is that Kabbalah shows us that angels have a lot of power. And there is a very interesting thing, is the, is the path Kabbalah works on. Um, we have a path from one angel, who is Archangel Sandalfon, who is the one who was um, the prophet Elijah who became an angel. Two cases, uh, just <laughs> just remind our listeners that there are only two cases of human beings who became angels, Elijah who became Sandalfon, and um, Enoch, the, the, the patriarch of the Bible, who became uh, Metatron. These are was two Noah's father? Was that Enoch? Yes, Enoch, yes. And there's okay. a book of Enoch that's very, uh, very interesting. Uh, there's a lot of information about angels as well. So the path of Kabbalah is um, from Sandalphon to Metatron. And in the, the, in the middle, there are uh, eight uh, angel, archangels. They are all archangels, meaning of a higher level than angels. And all these archangels, the eight in between, show us the path to wisdom through questioning intellectual path and, and, and all we can go through when we are willing to, from our world of matter, to connect to the spiritual world. So it's a very interesting path to follow because we understand that it's not an easy path to be a spiritual person. And we go back to what we said previously um, in the show, Robert. Uh, we said that uh, negative energies interfere, that it's difficult to be spiritual. You mentioned your own life and I mentioned mine. And I think a lot of listeners who are on the spiritual path can say the same thing. So it's a, it's a very tough path, but it's so rewarding. And this is why Kabbalah is, brings light to this um, spiritual path because we understand that it's not easy but if we really want to we'll get there and it's going to be absolutely beautiful and we are going to be infused with light infused with divine love and the purpose of Kabbalah is to start from our world to the spiritual world connecting to God directly to God so it's a great path and it's very interesting so what is the you know what is the purpose of angels in your opinion because and you know you don't pray to angels you you intend angels i guess and call upon them you really call upon also you you pray to your to the, the creator and then your divine self i guess coming through the creator and then why why are there angels like what is what is god's uh, purpose of having angels oh, why not just uh, talk to god to- <laughs> yes, that's a very good question. Um, for a simple reason, I think God um, 
I have no idea who got it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think he's a bearded man, but I think it's a, a <laughs> symbolic way to represent him, which is interesting because we, mm-hmm. as humans, we need to see things. We right. are very comfortable with images. And this is where I, we, we've always been like this. And the first pictures, on, the first paintings on the, on the caves, on the prehistorical caves, show that we need images because they were yep. sacred uh, images. So we all need to represent um, the divinity and we need to represent uh, the beings of light. For instance, angels, when we picture them, we see these beings of light or uh, wearing white togas and with a golden girdle and with these wings and and a halo. And um, this is what we see. The real thing is that um, we can talk to God directly. Yes, we can. But sometimes we need to be guided and God is love. God is not necessarily a guide. And I think the main reason why he created the angels is to guide us and to assist us when we need their presence. I think it's, it's really, I would say, it's uh, to try to uh, a metaphor. They are our spiritual parents, our spiritual guides. And uh, we need them. Like, you know, we are... Uh, developing our consciousness when we start being spiritual we open the door to consciousness and once we do this once you can never slam it uh, behind you once it's open it's open and you have to grow the um, to grow and you have to uh, climb the steps otherwise uh, you're not in in the conscious uh, world so once you're in this world we need to be guided to go further, to uh, not to fear what you said, uh, Robert, not to fear death, not to fear to be sick, not to fear uh, anything, and, and to stop controlling. I was myself a control freak for years, although I was connected to angels. I was a control freak. But as, as, as I you know, stepped on the path, I understood that control was making me miserable and that letting go like you said, letting go was the recipe to be peaceful and, and, and to feel that in this world the, the, the control and, 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 the, and, and the fear are what puts you down. They pull you down. And honestly, this was a great, great lesson that angels uh, uh, sent me. So I think they're really, for us, guides, and uh, they take us by the hand and help us reach whatever we want to reach. Okay, and how do you see, uh, what's your vision for uh, people using your book? How do you want them, you know, what, what was your vision in terms of how people would use the book? Because you don't read it like a story reading. I mean, I, mean, I, I read through it, and um, there's a lot of exercises in it. There's a lot of background in it. It's very, it's really filled with, I mean, any question you could possibly have about angels is in there. It's, you know, over 500 pages, and it's a beautiful package. So how do you, what was your vision for how people, you wanted people to use the book? Well, I think uh, you just use it with your heart. Uh, it's been written with my heart and connected to, to the angels. So create a, a, a very nice and, and, and fun uh, connection with the book. You can open it uh, at a page and see what angels appear, which means that this day this angel is connected to you. You can put it on your nightstand and just read a few passages that are interested uh, you are interested in this day because you are willing to um, work on your on on your I don't know your fear, your anxiety, or you want to find uh, love. You can read the passages on love. It's just 
you know, it's it's like a tool whenever you need it, and um, and it's an it's a nice presence to have uh, by your side because uh, it's full of uh, angelic energy. So I think it's uh, the best way to use it. Okay, two quick questions, and then I'll let you go. Um, this is a little bit out of left field, but the relationship is there a relationship between angels and extraterrestrials, in your opinion? Uh, that's a very good question. I don't know. Um, I just feel that's a feeling and impression that uh, aliens exist. I do do believe this, and I did a lot of research in one of my books published in, published in French, a lot of research, research to show that these um, aliens exist, do exist, and I believe angels are helping aliens as they help us, unless they have very nasty purposes, which mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think uh, this is just logic. Uh, if we are uh, very uh, different on Earth and there is a beautiful people full of light, love, and energy that's on the right side and, and full of light and, and desire to help others and, and to share who they are with others, and on the other side you have uh, Hitler and monsters. So... I think it must be the same. So we just can imagine mm-hmm. that angels are helping those who want to help the world and um, try to stop those who want to prevent the world to um, to, to, to be expanding and, and so uh, expanding consciousness, expanding spirituality, expanding connection with God. This is the purpose of, of demons. This is what they do. It seems like it all comes down to every day choose fear or love fear or love in every single decision we go to. And it's so easy with our media and everything else to fall into fear. Like I turn on the TV today, the stock market came on. I'm like, fear, shut it off. Go back to love. It's like we have to really be careful nowadays. And I think uh, calling upon our angels can really help us with that. Could you, Marie Angie, could you please uh, get an angelic blessing for our audience for tonight? Oh, of course. Um, tonight, I'm going to call on uh, Archangel Anael, A-N-A-E-L, Anael, who is a beautiful Archangel of love. And I think we all need love. And I would like to send all our audience and all the listeners, everybody who's there with us, I would like to send you this light and beautiful energy from Anael. You can picture right now in front of you a pink light a pink light that becomes, that twirls and becomes a rose. And you picture this rose and you feel this is the presence of the archangel sending you this rose as a blessing and as love from God. So I would like to thank you so much, Robert, to invite me. And I was very happy to be with you, with you listeners and I send you many, many blessings and much, much love from my heart. Oh, well, thank you so much. And the, this is uh, uh, Guys Guys Radio. Our special guest has been Marie Angie Forgerolas. I hope I pronounced that correctly. The book is Angels, a Definitive Guide to Angels from Around the World. And where can people find you and the book? Uh, you can find me on my website. Uh, with my name, I would be very happy to uh, answer your questions. And uh, I received very nice uh, emails on my website. It's a lot of love, and I really enjoy it. Um, my uh, my name Marie Ange uh, Fogerolas, all attached. dot com. 
so find my name. And uh, you can find my book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and many bookstores. And um, really, thank you so much, Robert. And I would be pleased if you invite me again. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. About, absolutely. Again, I apologize because I really want to go through a lot of the chapters and the exercises in here. But you've been fantastic. You're a very kind person. I love what you're doing. I've never seen a book like this before. I highly uh, endorse it and encourage our audience to pick up a copy. It's really beautiful. And you've been a wonderful guest. And I thank you so much. So thank you, Marie Angie. It's a pleasure to meet you. And uh, I look forward to us speaking again soon. And my pleasure. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Good night. So, folks, that's, uh, that's our show. Again, the name of the book is Angels, The Definitive Guide to Angels Around the World. Our special guest has been Marie Angie Forgarolas. And uh, as I kind of stated before we kind of wound it up, it's all about fear and love. And every day we're faced with so many decisions we have to make, and it's easy to go the fear route and it's easy to go the reactive route and it's sometimes it's more challenging to go the route of love but that's really what we're all about and the more times we choose love we'll find that over over a period of a day a week a month a year that the more times we pick love the better our lives will become inside and the more connected we'll be to our divine self so hey i'm a i'm a regular guy i'm a guy's guy but i'm working on my spiritual side also but i've got to really walk to walk besides just talking the talk. So I thank you for my, my audience. I thank you for being here. I thank you for listening and supporting us. And uh, we'll be back next week with a special guest. Uh, we've got Lisa Okochi, who is uh, the U.S. representative for the Kundalini Reiki movement here. And uh, I've taken her classes and course, and it's fantastic. So we look forward to seeing you then. And remember that, uh, guys, guys, finish first.